What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all. As always, some big news on the coaching carousel front uh, to get to today. Uh, we will talk a little assistant coaching carousel here at the end, but uh, main topic of today's show will be Moser filling the head coaching vacancy, hiring Ryan Danahy as its next head coach. Uh, the program of the school initially uh, officially announced the hire on Friday afternoon. Uh, Ty Zanders and Inside Lacrosse reporting on uh, late Thursday night. It was when when, when first reports came out that uh, Danahy would be named the next head coach at Moser comes from Bucknell, where he was the offensive coordinator there for four seasons. Uh, obviously, this past season, and really Bucknell's had good offenses under Danahy, uh, but this past season uh, w- w- was really good in particular. Uh, you, you had Cam Doolin there, um, Dutch Furlong, those guys leading the way there, uh, 19th best scoring offense. Connor Davis, another freshman there, along with with Doolin uh, there, uh, where Bucknell had the 19th best scoring offense, 13.53 goals per game last season. Uh, Bucknell went, was it nine and six, made the postseason, uh, giving Loyola a run for their money uh, in the Patriot League quarterfinals, a 11 to seven victory, I believe it was, for uh, the Greyhounds in that one. We now have that OC opening there at Bucknell. will be interesting to see who they fill in that spot. As far as Dan, he is concerned, you know, heading down to Moso. And I, I should mention, you know, prior to his time at Bucknell, he spent two seasons on staff at Penn, um, as well as coaching in the pro ranks as the OC for the New York Wizards uh, there during the Paul Rabel days, I believe it was. And then you, so the uh, two years, I think, prior to the PLL. Um, he also served as the OC at Michigan from 2012 to 2014. And then a Dartmouth uh, 2006 alum, he uh, went straight to coaching at his alma mater uh, upon graduation. Uh, was on staff there under both Bill Wilson, uh, who he played for, uh, and uh, later Andy Towers, 2007-2011 in both offensive and defensive roles there uh, with the big green. Also, uh, currently the president and chairman of Turkey Lacrosse, uh, been in, in that position since 2017, coached the Turkish national team in 2018. So Danahy, a well-traveled uh, coach in the college ranks, a well-traveled assistant, Bucknell, Penn, Dartmouth, Michigan, uh, now heading down to the Peach State where he gets his first opportunity, a very well-deserved opportunity, if I must say so, as a head coach uh, with the Mercer Bears. And look, uh, the, the prospects with Ryan Danahy as the head coach at Mercer, I'm not one that likes to sit here and grade hires A, B, C, D, E, F, um, for, for jobs in, in any sport, but especially lacrosse. Um, and look, 
I think Danny he is is a home run hire here for Moser. Uh, you saw and you have seen this Moser program have some success. Uh, they are still a newer program in the grand scheme of things, having started 2011. Uh, their friends uh, a little farther south have become the uh, really darlings of the uh, deep south in terms of college lacrosse there in Jacksonville in recent years. Uh, but uh, when you look at what Moser has done as well, they, they, they've had certainly had some success in their time, uh, the 2014-2015 seasons, uh, particularly good uh, for the Bears uh, making the postseason, I believe. Let's see, do they do that in both of those years, I believe, make the postseason? Yeah, made the postseason in both of those years, 2015-2014. Uh, Hasn't had a ton of success uh, really since then, but you know, has had some flashes, has had some great players. Sean Goldsmith, uh, who will be at, obviously they lose him, going to be a big loss uh, heading to North Carolina. Ashton Wood, uh, face-off guy, has been very, very instrumental uh, there in recent years. Uh, one of the better players uh, in college cross at that position, uh, especially so at the mid-major level. Uh, but I think you get a coach like Dan in here, we'll see what his staff looks like. Obviously, getting hired a bit later in the coaching cycle, August uh, 5th, when that officially, uh, what, what the hire was officially announced. Uh, so a bit later in the coaching cycle, uh, the job opened, and the, obviously the job being filled in August, uh, which you don't always see. Um, so we'll see what his, his coaching staff looks like. Tim Oblansky, uh has been on staff, was the only uh, full-time assistant last year. We'll see how things look this time around uh, with, with this staff, with Dan in there. This is a program that, uh, you know, you look at Jacksonville and what they've done, most of Obviously, an FCS football program. They have a pretty sizable football stadium that they do play in. Um, the, their facilities are pretty decent. When, when you look at uh, the shared facilities, there's no lacrosse-only facility, I believe, at Mercer, uh, like they have in Jacksonville. But I, I think if you if you look to what Jacksonville has done, and Mercer is a bit similar to Jacksonville. I'm trying to look up. I do not... Okay, so Moser, I was correct. Moser is a private university as well. Um, so, yeah, that's right. I knew that. Um, Moser's private. Jacksonville's private. Two pro- high points private. Uh, I, I think if you look at what those programs have done, Richmond as well, you could add in there. These southern, small southern private schools, uh, if Moser can follow kind of that blueprint, and, and, and it's going to be different at Moser, and it's different at every school. But if they can follow that blueprint, um, I, I think this is a, a, a program that has the potential to be pretty successful. The roster, primarily guys from Georgia, Florida, and the Carolinas, a couple you know, guys from Alabama where the game is continuing to just grow. You know, Tennessee, um, you know, the, 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 the South, those areas, Carolinas, Florida, North Florida especially, and uh, the state of Georgia itself um, are, are the hotbeds there in the South at the moment. And, you know, Moser's right there. That's in the backyard. Uh, 
they're a bit farther south, so you're not like you're not in Atlanta, but it's not too far from Atlanta. Um, and South Georgia is absolutely beautiful if you've ever been down there. They got the lakes and everything. It's 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 a fantastic place uh, to be uh, there in South Georgia. So okay, weather is a lot better than up in the Northeast, obviously. Um, so they got a lot of things going for them. I think if they can get the get the right buy in, get the right maybe investment or, or, or whatever. We'll see how this goes. Uh, but you know, got a good coach in there, got an experienced coach in there who's been at multiple different spots. He's going to bring those experiences in with him upon building Mosa lacrosse. And, and look, I, I think if they can put this thing together, uh, this is a program that in the A-Sun, look, it's obviously right now Jacksonville, Air Force, Utah, Robert Morris, all your top teams in the A zone at the moment. Um, but look, you're going to have, you know, that fourth spot is going to be competitive for who gets that fourth and final uh, postseason bid. Uh, A Sun staying with that semifinals final format for the postseason. That, that's that's going to be a contentious spot. And if Mosa can, can hit on some things and if they can get some of that talent, homegrown talent in there, uh, that emerging talent in some of those areas uh, that I mentioned in, in the Deep South and, and elsewhere. They've gotten some Canadians in there as well. Um, yeah, this is a program that it, it's got a lot going for it. And if they can put it all together, can be competitive in the A-Sun. The A-Sun certainly is not – the A-Sun is a certainly much, much stronger conference now than they were last year uh, with Jacksonville moving in. It's still, I wouldn't say, you know, Queens, Lindenwood also coming from D2. We'll see how they do um, and, and how they progress as they move forward uh, in their uh, Division One era. Cleveland State, uh, Bellarmine, Detroit Mosey all have promising futures as well. Detroit Mosey has been there uh, competing for MAC championships in the past in their prior conference. Cleveland State and Bellarmine obviously have not been in those situations. Bellarmine's made the postseason twice in its program history. Cleveland State's still a very young program as well. Uh, but th- there's a lot of promise, and I think this is a conference where you're going to see some ebbs and flows, just like you did in the SOCON. And, like, most of can very well take advantage of that. And uh, it, it, if they can hit on some things, if they can get the right alignment, uh, if you will, on a number of different issues, number of different topics. I shouldn't say issues, different aspects. Um, they can certainly put together a competitive program here in the Atlantic Sun Conference. Uh, so Ryan Danahy heading to Moser. I'm a uh, big, big fan of that hire. And look, I was skeptical of kind of who they were going to be able to get. And uh, get a guy like Ryan Danahy, I think is fantastic. And, uh, you know, you look where he's been, you look at the success he's had, the impact he's had on the programs that he's been at. Um, you look at the fact that never heard a bad thing about Ryan Danahy from anyone. Um, you know, I, I remember he had that podcast with Andy Towers back in the day. That was fantastic. 2015, 16 years. Uh, I still say it was probably the best lacrosse podcast that was ever out there. I can't remember what the name of it was. It was still Lax All-Stars. It was fantastic what those two guys brought uh, to the game uh, through that through that medium. Uh, but, yeah, just, Good hire all around. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Uh, most most certainly am. 
All right, moving to the assistant coaching carousel. We've we've, we've also had some moves this week. Um, let's let's hit on these two these couple first. So uh, Lafayette and VMI have both announced hirings of offensive coordinators. Uh, both on Wednesday of this week. So that would have been what? 5th, 4th, August 3rd is, is yeah, August 3rd, Wednesday, August 3rd. Uh, Lafayette getting Eric Adamson, the former Denver standout and former Denver uh, volunteer assistant coach. He was the volunteer assistant for four seasons there with the Pioneers, working closely under Matt Brown uh, with that Denver offense. Um, and you look at some of the uh, pieces that Lafayette has on offense, Peter Lehman, uh, guys like that. We'll, we'll see how things go. But, you know, being under Matt Brown, very, very good offensive mind. Um, we'll see how this goes here with uh, Adamson at Lafayette, what he can bring there. Uh, he, he he was, you know, running that man-up unit for Denver this past season, top 10 nationally. Obviously, the talent's different at Denver than Lafayette, but – We'll see what he brings there. Obviously, was a standout himself, won a national title in 2015 as a player uh, for Denver. Um, and then VMI, and, and look, I like this approach here. Uh, you know, Nick Clinton uh, coming from St. Bonaventure. And look, VMI is moving back to the mat to, to get a guy that's coached in the mat at, you know, as a volunteer assistant, working with the faceoff unit in the substitution game. And look, uh, that Bonnie's face-off unit this season was uh, it, it was was certainly an area where they improved greatly. When you look at what the Bonnie's had been at the face-off dot through their first couple of seasons, was not really uh, spectacular. Not 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 anything to really um, hail, if if you will, was not very good. Um, but Trent Granger, as, as a freshman this past season, uh, was was phenomenal. And you had Nick Clinton working with that unit, and, and they improved there. Uh, he played in the, He played at St. Bonaventure. Did he play in the MAC? Because he played 2019 and 2020. So, no, he did not play in the MAC. But he coached in the MAC for two years as a volunteer um, assistant. VMI moving to the MAC, uh, they grabbed him as their – uh, offensive coordinator to replace Mikey Herring, who uh, moves on to the same position at UMBC. Canisius has also hired their next OC, Mike uh, Zadroga, I believe they pronounced that, Zadrog. Um, apologies for the mispronunciation, but uh, they've hired him, replacing Frankie Brown. Uh, played at Marquette from 2015 to 2019 served as the head coach at O&J Roberts High School in Pennsylvania the past two seasons, also worked on the club circuit. Last couple things to hit on here in the assistant coaching carousel, Drew Kelleher and Eric Wolf have finalized their staffs at UMass Lowell and NJIT. Kelleher has hired Connor Samuelson, uh, there on staff as the defensive coordinator. He comes after being the DC at Williams, uh, played at Springfield, and had also coached on staff at Hartford. Um, they're obviously a D1 program in the American East. I was moving to D3, but 
uh, was the assistant DC and ran the sub box there as a volunteer assistant at Hartford. Uh, spent the past four seasons as the defensive coordinator uh, there uh, for the Eps uh, at Williams. I'm not sure why they're called the Eps. Their mascot is a blue and yellow, uh, uh, well, not blue, purple and yellow cow. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make much sense to me, but uh, you know, in the New England area, obviously UMass Lowell uh, right there in New England as well, so you get a NESCAC guy in there as <clears throat> a NESCAC assistant coach in there. Um, and he had played Springfield so very well, very well versed in the Massachusetts area. Ohio State volunteer assistant Ian Moore has also joined the staff at UMass Lowell, uh, was previously. So he was the volunteer assistant for one season at Ohio State, uh, was the volunteer at Lafayette as well. So he worked for both Myers brother, Pat and Nick, uh, back-to-back years, um, was a volunteer assistant for three seasons at Lafayette, then moves on uh, to uh, Nick Myers uh, at Ohio State, had also coached at Arcadia, uh, and, and then also uh, at his alma mater, uh, Osinus, uh, where he served as an assistant coach uh, and the program's interim head coach. So he does have some uh, head coaching experience as well. We'll see how that staff does there at UMass Lowell. Uh, Eric Wolf, as I mentioned, has also set his staff. Uh, Sean Eccles, the former Albany standout, 2019 graduate. Seems like we were just watching him play. Now he's going to be on the sidelines coaching in the America East uh, against his great Danes. Uh, he comes to NJIT, actually served as the interim head coach at Oswego this past season. He had came in uh, in the fall, excuse me, in, yeah, in the fall in October as the offensive coordinator, uh, was elevated to interim head coach in January um, and, and helped lead them to an eight and six season this past year. Uh, he previously served as the offensive coordinator at Division II Georgian Court in 2021. Um, and then you also have Jack Cuny, uh, who's coming over uh, after a two-year stint as the volunteer assistant at Bryant. He will also be uh, an assistant on Eric Wolf's inaugural staff at NJIT. He had previously served as the DC at his uh, alma mater, Division II uh, post. Not LIU post, just straight-up post. Um, Hobart. Hobart has hired a defensive coordinator in Chris Fisher. So Chris Fisher and Kyle Tully swapped jobs uh, where Kyle Tully was the DC at Hobart and has moved to join his brother uh, Justin's staff at St. John's. Uh, So he's gone from Hobart to St. John's. And you've got Chris Fisher, uh, obviously a St. John's alum, great player for the Johnnies, the Red Storm. Uh, he is now going from St. John's to Hobart uh, as the DC. So uh, those two swap jobs there. Uh, a couple other pieces of assistant coaching news to just hit on uh, here uh, in a second. So uh, Danny Murphy hired as the OC at Vermont. So that staff is now filled. Uh, if you remember Nick Grill, uh, the Binghamton defensive coordinator, former uh, 
standout at Maryland. And did he also play? I think he also played at Marquette for a year or two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but certainly was part of that Maryland team in 2021. He was the DC at Binghamton last uh, this past spring. He's stayed in the America East, moving to Vermont. Um, that was announced back in July. And then they just announced the other day, Michigan Volunteer Assistant Danny Murphy will be taking over as the offensive coordinator at Vermont, uh, taking over uh, the duties of replacing uh, Jake Bernhardt, who heads uh, to his alma mater of Maryland. So a pretty, pretty freaking young staff there. Uh, when you look at it, Danny Murphy and Chris Fisher, both uh, college graduates not that long ago, um, and, and now you know, part of a staff at one of the best programs in the America East um, under a, a very good head coach there uh, at Vermont. So uh, very good staff, uh, young staff, I should say, there with the Catamounts, um, where they have replaced their Chris Fife's has uh, hiring two assistants this offseason. We'll see how things go there. A lot of moving parts there at Vermont, but I still think they're going to be the be the top dog in the America East this year. Just kind of looking over some teams earlier uh, this week. I think they're still going to be pretty good, uh, even with all they do lose, plus the coaching uh, losses they have as well. Um, Yale has uh, promoted Colin uh, Neesdale. As the new OC, he was the volunteer assistant this past season. Tom Compatello has stepped down as the OC. I believe he was there for four seasons, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there at Yale. Obviously played at I said, 29th to 2020. 21, they didn't play. 22. So three seasons, you know, um, two two years, two seasons, three years, if you will, uh, that he was there uh, as the OC at Yale. So uh, Colin Neesdale uh, replaces him in that regard. And then last last piece to hit on here, Eric Skelly has uh, no longer the DC at Lafayette, uh, I mean not at Lafayette, at, um, at Sacred Heart. So Sacred Heart is now in the market for a new defensive coordinator. They are one of one, two, three, four, five, five schools still looking for assistant coaches. Well, six, I believe, is uh, six. Queens. Kyle Hannon was the associate head coach, and he has taken a job at I cannot remember where, but he was named the head coach at a uh, Division three program. Search so this at Goucher College at uh, Goucher. So he has been named the head coach at Goucher uh, in Division Three program. Obviously, the former head coach at Mercer. So Kyle Hannon uh, returns to Goucher. He was there before uh, returning there as the head coach. Um, and so, obviously, Queens, he was an assistant at Queens last season, uh, past two seasons, I believe. And so he has a Queens has an opening as well. So you've got LIU looking for an OC, I believe. Binghamton looking for a DC. Richmond looking for an OC. And then uh, Bucknell looking for an OC with Danahy leaving. And then you also have Sacred Heart looking for a defensive coordinator 
as well with Alex Skelly uh, no longer listed on the website, having uh, you know moved on from that program. So uh, not too much left in the assistant coaching carousel. Obviously, the uh, summer is starting to wind down. Guys will be back on campus here shortly. Um, and look here at Lacrosse Bucket, we've got our fall snapshot preview, our fall snapshot series uh, coming out starting this week, uh, starting with the service academies and, and then kind of going in alphabetical-ish order. Uh, we'll be doing these previews all the way up through uh, Halloween, I believe it is. Uh, we'll be doing these fall snapshot previews all the way up through Halloween. So doing all 75 D1 teams have got everything for next week already uh, not up on the site yet as you're listening to this, but we'll be up uh, starting Monday. Uh, So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of every week during the fall. So from, it's not really fall yet, but uh, from August 8th through sometime, I think right before Halloween is when it would be. Uh, so 75 programs in a little over 75 days because obviously not during the weekends, but uh, five days a week we will have you covered with uh, fall snapshots of each. Just And what it is is it's kind of a little snapshot of, of each program heading into 2023. Not too much of a deep dive, but more surface-level stuff. Uh, we'll dive deeper into some of the bigger programs, but uh, certainly – uh, just kind of looking at where each team is standing, heading into the fall, heading into the 2023 season. So get that going this week on the website, lacrossebucket.com. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review on Apple, and I believe, does Spotify do reviews now? I don't know. Um, but I know Apple does leave a five-star review on their uh, you can find the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast on uh, really any podcast platform out there, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, and numerous, numerous others as well. Again, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. All right, folks, have a great uh, weekend. Have a great rest of the week. I'll probably be back on here next week sometime, uh, Wednesday of next week maybe. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, what I'm shooting for uh, of, of next week, do a little mailbag episode. So we'll see y'all then.